on Rogue Padre. Glitterflies in your stomach. The real King Han Solo. Very hospitable fuzzballs. And a family chosen not born. Aww. Hello. Hey, yo, I accidentally created like the perfect intro for this season two seasons you, ago. You really did. I really <laughs> oh <my gosh>. did. <laughs> you knew. You knew. I knew it. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Nine, standing by. Rogue Three, standing by. Listeners, welcome to season 25, mission one, episode 186 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we'll be starting The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis, aka Two Princess, Two Scoundrel. Uh, we are so excited about this book. It is so far everything I wanted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but before we start, here's a quick reminder of our hosts. If Heath, Rogue 3, was something that you would expect at a white people American wedding, he would be, be <laughs> the really kitschy and sappy like wedding vows where it's like a recipe or like something like that because he is Wait, 100% a wife guy. <laughs> a recipe? Yeah, where oh. it's like, you know, like a, our marriage is going to be like, a dash of commitment and half a cup of uh, like washing each other's hair. I don't know. People do that as their vows. Yeah. Oh, they sure do. Wow, yeah. we are so terrible. Cool. People do anything for their vows. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, people. As, do as and at a... the end, they'll be like, "And it serves two for a lifetime." Yeah. <laughs> as as a wedding musician, yeah. <laughs> I have seen and heard some pretty awful things at white people's weddings <laughs> well speaking of asher ignite they would be when instead of just giving your partner like a nice bite of cake you shove it in their face uh because then some, some of it will fall on the floor for the dogs to have <laughs> okay okay that's fair i will 100 if if i ever get married i will 100 percent be the person that has the dogs bring the rings down the oh, elliot. yeah we knew yeah elliot elliot was our ring bearer yeah and he ate so much confetti that night <laughs> and we saw it all the next day yeah <laughs> i bet <laughs> oh. Seth, rogue seven would be the like uncomfortable really emotional and probably too detailed toast that like no one expected because she wasn't supposed to give a toast, but who's going to stop her? Because no one's going to stop Saf ever. <laughs> no one's going to stop. Uh, I mean, a toast you're waiting, you're going to live with it. You got to yeah, like it. a much happier version of the conversation we ended the last episode on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Danny at Rogue Six would be the electric slide or another group dance that because they really value everyone looking silly and being embarrassed together. <laughs> That's why you work at a camp. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Oh, I we do all those dances regularly. <laughs> I hate every part of it. <laughs> And then the children are like, what's the Macarena? And then you die inside a little and bit. And you're like, I will teach you the Macarena. <laughs> Our children still know the Macarena, but also yeah, they're was, queer, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, well, the children I know know it. So at least we're doing something right down here. <laughs> and I'm Meg Regular. When you do the Macarena in New Zealand, do you start with your head and then go down to your hips? Or- <laughs> And I'm Meg. I love how you've genuinely caused Saf's brain to blue screen. It's a a gravity joke, Saf. And I would be. Do you not end with your hips normally? Yeah, you're right. No, you do it with hips. I I botched it. (laughs) Okay. You had me legitimately concerned there for a second. (laughs) Do I not know the Macarena? No. And I'm Meg Rogleader. And I would be the garter or bouquet toss because it's like kind of awkward and a little inappropriate and it really just calls people out but gives them a task to do i love giving people tasks (laughs) i have never once thought of the garter toss as a task to do but you're so right you're getting married next sorry (laughs) now you have homework (laughs) that is contractually obligated Before we um, get into the Star Wars question, I would like to share the most cringy thing I've ever seen at a wedding. And it was not from one that I played at. It was one I was in. It was my sister's wedding. And her and her husband washed each other's feet while I played like praise and worship music uh, in the background and sang. No, 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 no. In front of everybody in the church. No, 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 no. Keep your kinks to yourself. Yeah, I am like, I don't think you should even do that in private, to be honest. It was some kind of religious... Don't touch my feet. It was like some kind of religious uh, 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 imagery. Could not tell you what the fuck it was supposed to represent, but... Uh, Jesus washed feet at some point or something? I think Jesus does. I don't know. That's weird, though. A lot of things. That's true. I feel like you also should, like, die on a cross your wedding. Went back to... (laughs) Speaking of that, I, I have a question about Star Wars. Okay. Who's Star Wars? Which Star Wars character's feet would you like to wash? No. Uh, no! Jar Jar. Oh, actually, actually, I am going to ask that question. I, I had a listener question, question but I'm going to go change it <laughs> no, no. no, that's my, that's my, I was joking, but that's, that's my Star Wars question. Which Star Wars character's feet oh, okay. do you want to wash? Oh, fuck me. Um, Yaddle. None of them. I would rather die. Yaddle? Yeah. They're they're little. It wouldn't take long. I'm intrigued and interested. <laughs> I just want to know what they look like. Yeah. Well, I assume they look like Yoda's, right? They go. Yeah, they look like her yeah. hands. Like yeah. It's... yeah, they're like just weird versions of their hands because they're frogs, I guess. Um, I it wouldn't would, take long. I would wash all That's of fair. Admiral Akbar's tentacles because he doesn't have feet. He has tentacles. Yeah, he does. It's tentacles he uh, shoves into pant legs, right? After you take yeah, his pants yeah. off and, and like, let them spread out, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just had a really inappropriate thought that I'm not going to say out loud, but uh... it's fine. I've had it. No matter what the inappropriate <laughs> thought about Admiral Akbar's tentacles, had it written fan fiction about it. It's I've had it. Don't worry. 
I like how when Meg says that, we beat her with sticks until she tells us what the thought was. When Ash says it, we're just like, yeah. We're going to leave Ash alone. <laughs> it's if, does Admiral Ackbar have a tentacle dick? It wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Meg is like, that's the first thought I had about Admiral Ackbar. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Wait, does he? Yeah. I have a new Star Wars question. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! Boy, they're escalating rapidly tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, things We're are escalating rapidly in this I, I wasn't here for a pod last week, so I have built up chaos. Yeah. That needs <laughs> to be expected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need, we need to talk, talk about, about how you funeral. feel about the funeral stuff. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> What no, we don't. What so that, that looks suggests that Ash also did not listen to last week's yeah, episode. Okay. <laughs> All right, never mind. You know, well, I don't even remember the context of how we got we'll there anymore, the... Ash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners, let's do our last episode. It was very good. By listeners, you mean Ash. Um... Hey, listeners, and also Danny, hosts. Danny, did you say Jar Jar? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you could just use a hose. <laughs> Quick job. That's not very romantic. <laughs> I'm not doing it romantically. Oh, I, see. I am not opting into this question romantically in any way, shape, or form. I see. Okay. That wasn't the question. Yeah. Fine. Well, Grongus. Like, keep, my answer would be know, Boba Fett's you know. Bantha, you know? like. Okay, Grongus is a good one, actually, because he's a little baby. And tickles little Washing feet. baby feet isn't so bad. K2SO. You would have weird little Yoda feet, though. You would have weird little Yoda feet. Little baby Yoda feet. <laughs> I regret everything about my life. I regret everything about your life, too. Well, <laughs> speaking of regrets, let's jump in to the princess and scoundrel. My fins are up. My fins are so um, all in my fins are all in <laughs> my fins are erect um <laughs> the prologue <laughs> endor it's after everyone's gone to bed after the ewok celebration rager um as you've seen in return of the jedi in which i will not explain the entire plot of return of the jedi because <laughs> this is not the jedi prince series <laughs> <laughs> Leia yeah, does this book take place before or after Zorba the Hutt's Revenge? Just for like context. I think this takes place before Zorba the this Hutt's is... Revenge. Okay. Uh, but they're not married in so... Zorba the Hutt's Revenge, but ty- chronologically it has to be before. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, continuity. So the subtitle for this book is Zorba the Hutt's Prevenge. No. <laughs> <laughs> Leia, Leia regards the trooper helmet drum set and thinks about that that helmet was once a person. Sure. Oh, come on, Leia. <laughs> it, was, it was fun until you made it hard and Leia real. Kill the moon. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it was their enemy. But like, was it someone who was indoctrinated as a child? Was it someone who was drafted? Was it someone who really believed in the Empire? Like, could have been so many things. And then uh, she sees like what looks like an ATST driver's helmet. And she thinks of Vader. And then when a hand is placed on her shoulder, she feels vader um gripping her shoulder as the death star destroys alderaan but don't worry it's just luke <laughs> don't worry don't worry cool. just like being a creep That's so this book's about 
trauma. It sure is. Yeah, Rad. we went and being like, can't wait for a fun time. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's a fun time and a traumatic time. Leia has yeah. so many things to process in the immediate aftermath of Return of the Jedi. Which is, which is fair. Which is fair, yeah. Like, we never, we, you know, what's the checklist of all the things that Leia has gone through? So many things. So many things. And she just found out about, like, her family, so. Also, yeah. Little and bit she later, kissed no less than one of them. We'll talk about no that less later. than one movie ago. <laughs> also, we find out in later chapters, Han's dealing with some pretty spicy trauma as well. <laughs> Great, love trauma it. Trauma for everybody. Uh, hey, what's a honeymoon without some trauma bonding? Ooh. So they all smell like smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but Luke is different because he was also around a bunch of burning plastic and not just dancing in Bright Tree Village. Leia remarks that as the galaxy was celebrating, and I didn't finish that thought, <laughs> um, that Luke, Luke was, was mourning. mourning or something. Yeah, shit. Luke was mourning. And Luke was All like- All I could think about through that whole thing was- Luke was being Will is there, Will is there, Will is there watching. Will is there. My boy Will is in the background. My boy Luke, will lark. Luke is being haunted by his old Jedi masters and also from Will, who's just off screen staring at him. Who just wandered <laughs> into the woods a little drunk. He's <laughs> like, like, why do I feel like I'm being watched? Oh, there's Force Ghost. And little does he know hey, on the other side of the Force yeah. Ghost, Will is also there. Also will lark. Uh, Luke, very good at people, asks, How are you? <laughs> classic people line when you want to engage people in conversations and leia is silent for a bit thinking about vader and luke being her brother and the force luke starts to relay anakin's message to her and she stops him because she does not care and she does not want to hear it luke tries to tell her that their father was good and leia thinks that her father bail organa was good and uh, she does have a memory, a feeling of her birth mother, and she thinks that it's interesting that Luke doesn't. Um, and she wonders if he has memories of like Vader, and is that why he could forgive him? Or like maybe it's because he wasn't personally tortured by him, like she was, <laughs> Lamau. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but he did cut his hand off. He did. He did. But I don't know. It's There's different. a difference. Honestly, there's a difference between like the very rapid fire trauma of getting your hand cut off by your father and being interrogated by a. a oh, there is. Droid. But coming back from your dad cutting your hand off uh, and then letting you like die, <laughs> well, theoretically die, is also a trauma. Nah, you know. I mean, at least Vader was trying to connect to his son at that moment, you know? Oof. It's like the equivalent of playing ball in the backyard and the baseball accidentally cuts your hand off. You know, the problem is I genuinely don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I mean, you gotta watch The Empire Strikes Back. So. Yeah. Well, our patrons gotta fucking subscribe to us then. It's true. Um, <laughs> Luke asks her what the next move is, and he wants to know her fate before he chooses his. But Leia sees Han like a little ways away. And when they make eye contact, they just start to move toward each other. And Leia doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after that. But she sure knows what's going down tonight. It's Han. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. I love right away, like even in this prologue, I love right away that we're setting up uh, A, that Leia's real mom and dad are Bale and Brea, and we all know Hell it, and yeah. Leia knows it, and there's, like, no doubt about that in her mind. Hell yeah. And B, that, like, uh, Luke kind of sucks, specifically for the way that he's just like, Vader's your dad, it's so cool. And she's like, no, that guy was the worst. 
Yeah, Luke is really sad. But he said, he told me to tell you that he loves you. That doesn't mean shit. Our boy is neither intelligent nor emotionally intelligent. Yeah, he's very focused on his one thing, which is like Jetty. What's Um, amazing to me about this is how emotionally intelligent Han seems to be in this book. He's like, (laughs) he's like aware of Leia's needs and... (laughs) We'll get into it later, but like, and he has like a whole thing where he's like, you know, he'd be okay if Leia left him. You know, he doesn't get jealous and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm like, listen, we gonna talk look. About okay, that. to be fair, he says that now. Just wait until Isildur turns up. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Just wait until Leia says no. You cannot have a sky house. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, then see how Han gets yeah, jealous. They have they have many hurdles coming yeah. in their relationship. <laughs> so the Death Star's gone, but there's still a lot of work to do. Han and his Pathfinders uh, were too late to stop a communications base on the moon from sending out orders from dead Palpatine. Han and his see, Pathfinder also- TTRPG group. Yeah. yeah. They said- when they said uh, the orders from Dead Palpatine, I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> oh, know. Shit, that's not we know good. what happens. <laughs> You've seen that before. We know the operation of the Cinders. Yeah, this bullet that. point was basically see also Shattered Empire comic. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, Han- Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah, Han thinks about the very brief briefing he had with the other yeah. generals. And how they all went to like go come up with ideas and strategies, and Han's just like waiting around for orders. Uh, but hey, he's good at that part. He's good at like fighting and shooting and not necessarily coming up with plans. And uh, as Han and Chewie return to Bright Tree, Han assures him that after they're done on Endor, they're going to Kashyyyk to help the Wookiees. Chewie starts to point out that Han is a general, but like, no, they're doing their plan. He promised. Good guy, Han cares about his best friend. So a fun plot thread to follow in this book is how does Han betray Chewbacca because they don't get to Kashyyyk until uh, 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 another until book. Waiting. Yeah. Until but, it's, but, but it's actually fairly like shortly after all this happens though. Yeah. In oh, that book. I, I haven't read it. He doesn't, uh, keep, he doesn't keep him waiting for long. That's good. After what I imagine is a very long rope ladder, Han is surprised that Leia has come to meet him and they like flirt a little, but then Leia starts to talk business and Chewie immediately dips because he knows that this is going to get really embarrassing really fast. <laughs> and Han Oh, is- look, you've got your work-life balance on display once again. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, bye. Uh, Han is not paying attention at all all he instead is thinking about leia's lips and how it's wild that it's him and a princess and like it couldn't possibly work in the long term but since when does han solo plan for the future not even once literally never this this whole this whole section was so fanfic i was screaming um when leia calls his name to get his attention (laughs) i mean this i was like oh this is the good shit when Leia calls his name to get his attention, he says, I want you. For what? Forever. Marry me. And like, I was fed. That is some good fucking food. <laughs> he loved little Leia little so 10 year old, 10-year-old Ash, who was obsessed with these two, was was very happy. I 
I didn't get it, but now I get it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he knows that like Leia has a greater destiny and that she's always going to be doing, but he's like not going to let her go. And uh, so he reached out to her. He took her hand, rubbed the place on her finger where a ring could go. And then I screeched <laughs> like a banshee, <laughs> like a pterodactyl. Oh, bit okay, like a banshee. <laughs> like Han waits very patiently as Leia thinks, as she asks herself a million questions, probably. And he doesn't say he, that he was just joking, and he doesn't flinch when he sees her doubt. And eventually, she says yes. It's so good. <laughs> because wow. they love each other. They love each other. I love so much that this is the canon version of this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really, they really love each other. Um, Leia. Listen, we, I know, I, we know it falls apart later, right? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. like understandable reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But they Not still love each they other don't later. They love each other. Yeah. But they were, we see in like Bloodline mm. that they are still very much in oh, love and married yeah like Han, 20 plus years Han right? is still like, a simp in bloodline 100 yeah. yeah i mean like they I still love each other the, the sequel trilogy honestly. that they still yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no yeah. they still love each other i'm just saying they, they are happily married for like 20 a 15 time. 15 for good about time yeah 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 just more than most couples make a tv yeah match. and like the loss of a child does most often break a yeah. couple up so yeah. like it's mm-hmm. tough I was uh, also going to say, like, Meg, I, I didn't really realize it till you said it, but, like, I'm kind of the same way where it's, like, sure, of course, they're, like, the couple from Star Wars right, and, like, they're cute, whatever, right. but I've never, like, really cared a, a lot about reading this and, like, seeing how okay. she framed exactly what you just said in that last uh, point there about how he's, uh, how she's, yeah, she's always going to have a greater destiny. He's just, like, I just got to do it. Just got to make it happen. Right. It's, and, like, he's. And I'm, like, oh, this is what shipping is like. Just Han loves her so much that yeah. that doesn't matter. That's yeah. the thing. Like yeah. he doesn't, he knows that he's not going to be able to be with her all the time and they're going to be separated by circumstance or whatever. And she's always going to have this greater destiny. And it's him being okay with that and saying, I want to marry you anyway. That just, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Okay. And Leia knows that this is chaotic as fuck, but yeah. she knows also that she's never going to regret marrying Han. Um, and there's a quote that's like, she was making her happiness an indelible part of her own history, and that was worth the risk, which I was like, Gold, wow! That whole bit was just perfect. That feeling when you get called out by Leia's inner monologue. Right! I was like, <laughs> oh, should I be living for myself? That's weird. <laughs> she, listen, she gave up so much of herself for her entire life, and then she finally gets on. And they're happy together in the Falcon, presumably for a little while, even though yeah. the Empire's on their tail and they can't relax. But then Han gets frozen in carbonite, and then she spends the next year trying to find him. Yeah. We're oh. a cool fucking moth. While also, like, <laughs> leading a revolution the entire time. Yeah. Right. And now, like, this is her saying, I love him, and I'm going to marry him, and I don't care about yeah. everything else. So... Because- Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Han is hooting and hollering uh, while Leia is like feeling really empowered by making her own choices for once. And Han is so excited to tell Chewie and it's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he's like, ah, this is this sentence gets repeated one million times, but it's everybody being like, I didn't think Han would settle down. But then Leia says, 
why does marriage have to mean settling down and girl you're fucking right and hannah's like yeah you're perfect (laughs) so heart eyes han solo is like i love you (laughs) yeah han's Um, like i do want to settle down actually though Leia is very sad. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. Let's be domestic as fuck for a while. Yeah, I would still like to cook you dinner. Um, Han wants to wear aprons so bad, yeah. Yeah. Leia is very sad that Han won't be able to meet her parents. And Han is such a good dude and tries to make her laugh and, like, pushes just enough to, like, get her to open up. And eventually Leia tells him that Vader is her biological father and Han thinks about it for like a few seconds and then says, good thing he's dead. And 3PO, play Ballad of King Han Solo because that is some real king shit. (laughs) I was so worried about what Han would think and I was like, girl, Han doesn't think much of anything. He's not going to care. I love that he was like, well, good thing he's dead. And she's like, you don't care? He's like, of course I don't care. Like, why, why the I fuck would I care? I'm Han Solo. He sucks, and I tried to shoot him immediately the last time I saw him. <laughs> but I do love that his immediate reaction is like, well, I'm glad you don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Good thing he's dead. Uh, Luke shows I love up. Han Solo. <laughs> he's great. Luke shows up, which is fine, because Han needs to go tell Chewie and Lando, whom st- definitely owes him some money about a bet about getting married. And... Uh, <laughs> Luke actually makes a joke and like at first is like, oh, you and Han, huh? But then he does the, ah, finally. And he's so happy for them. And we find out that Chewie was fully going to courtship of Princess Leia them, AKA (laughs) kidnap them and drop them off on a deserted planet until they love each other. (laughs) Which thank you for not forgetting about those roots. (laughs) Chewie is, uh, is genre aware. Yeah. Chewie's like, no gun of command, but I will kidnap them. <laughs> no gun of command needed. Yeah, I don't need a gun of command. Chewie Chewbacca. is a gun of command. Yeah. Like, real. <laughs> I will pick them up one in each arm. And like, <laughs> I am the command. Yeah. Uh, she tells Luke that she told Han about Vader and that Han didn't care. And Leia still doesn't understand how Luke isn't disturbed by the whole ordeal. But she wonders if she called Luke to her via the force and like maybe she does have it too. Hmm. Oh girl, you totally have it. Yeah. <laughs> when Luke... she keeps like describing things, I'm like, girl, that's the force. That's the force, dog. <laughs> yeah. You don't just magically know this thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, you okay. But sometimes remember no. th- there's a very inherent thing about yourself, and society has told you that that thing is like maybe <laughs> bad or different. And it just takes years and years of repression that you eventually just have to like take in your own time and in your own space, get over. And and I don't have any personal experience with this. I'm just saying like that's and probably then, what it's like to have the force. And then a friend figures that out about themselves, or someone very close <laughs> to you figures that out about themselves, and then suddenly you start thinking. And then you realize Not that I would have any experience with that whatsoever. Right. Or a and twin brother, realize, perhaps, you know. It was not a friendship caller, and maybe you were dating. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you were gay this whole time. <laughs> My God. The force as a metaphor for queerness is hilarious. And I'm taking that and running with it. I might write a paper. Yeah. <laughs> we got some we got some problematic shit in there, but you know what? Let's write it. It recontextualizes yeah. every single Star Wars media that has ever come out. It truly does. Is it me and Palpatine's the most powerful queer in Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. He's, he's kind of like the Caitlyn Jenner of Star Wars, you know? Oh, oh, Lord. oh, oh, Lord. oh, oh Lord. no, it's too accurate. Okay. Wait, we're being happy here. We're being happy. Uh, oh, Luke shit. asks her how she feels. <laughs> and she goes over to the edge of the platform they're on and leans over and says that she wants to freeze this moment in time because they're all together and they're happy and they kind of won, but she knows that this is not the end of the war. Uh, but like one I step hate knowing forward, the sequel trilogy happens while I know, reading all of this. I hate having that knowledge. Uh, because one step forward could scatter them and take that away. And she decides that she wants to get married on Endor because it would give this moment permanence and meaning that couldn't be taken away. Luke also, basically Endor kicks ass. Yeah, Endor kicks ass. <laughs> uh, Luke basically tells her that, hey, there's time now. Yes, tomorrow we could all be on different paths, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the only path available to choose. And really, he's just trying to get her to learn the force with him. Um and like she does realize that just like she lost Alderaan, like Luke has lost his entire family too. I like that they have that little moment where, yeah. like, there's that realization they both lost all their family. Mm -hmm. And also her being like, "Oh, were they my family too?" Because like they were literally blood related to him. I was like, "Oh no, they were." Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. Those were real aunt and uncle. It's bad. Man, just imagine a world where Baru and Leia got to meet each other. Oh. I mean, it makes the badassness of them in the last episode of Kenobi, it gives it more validity. Yeah. Because when their only known relatives are Anakin and Luke, it's a little bit like, where did that come from? Whose DNA is that? Badness. <laughs> me, I guess. Um, Luke tells her that he could train her like Yoda trained him, which now I'm imagining Leia in a little backpack. <laughs> like a backpack. <laughs> run, 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 jump. Oh, I can be your backpack, backpack run. I need to go Photoshop this. Thank you. <laughs> Please do. Oh my God. Thank you for your service, Heath. Um, and uh, <laughs> I imagine both... that was almost everyone's reaction to that line. <laughs> yeah. And like that they could both like learn about the Force together because Luke still has a lot to learn as well. And he knows that in this, which is nice. I think and... a big part of that as well is that he just wants to spend more time with her. Right. And Leia doesn't give a shit about the Force. And if she goes with Luke, it's because she wants to spend time with her brother and not necessarily like be a Jedi. And she, right now she feels like she does have to make a choice, either Luke or Han, a family she didn't know she had or a new family that she can make herself. I, and I love that it's just like Luke is all in now on like biological family because he's just like yeah. I just thought I have a dad I just thought I have a sister biological families are the bomb and Leia's like our dad sucks and I kind of like you and I want to choose you but you being so all in on our dad I think I'm gonna choose some other folks for a little bit I'll give you a little bit of space I'm uncomfortable with that yeah, yeah. he's like you're hyper fixating a little bit uh I need to back off yeah and Leia offers Luke to come with them, not on the honeymoon, of course, but to help them form the new government and that they could build a better galaxy together. And she imagines it, a full day of Senate work and coming home to Han and maybe some younglings and having Uncle Luke over for dinner. And there's a line that says stability had enabled love and families to flourish together, uh, which, friends... <laughs> this is the root cause of poverty <laughs> but yep. i could get into a very large rant about that um but luke can't stay still though he has no idea where he's going but it's going to be away he tells and leia I love that this is ultimately luke's 
downfall. He didn't rely on his family when he needed to. Mm -hmm. And that's how he ended up where he did in the end. Ah, he tells Leia. You know, I'm going to blame Ahsoka's fucking no attachments shit for that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Fuck you, Rosario Dawson. It's all your fault. Honestly, the no attachments things is the downfall of like every Jedi. So. Mm Uh, the reason Ray succeeded where everyone fucking failed. Right. He tells Leia that she could come with him, but she turns him down. Sure, she could be a Jedi and find the power that she needs to help the galaxy. But for the first time, Leia gets to choose, and she's going to choose happiness instead. Ooh, fuck you, oh. capitalism. <laughs> good so for you, Leia. Good. Yeah. And uh, again, just that she, she was like primed for it by being the one who went with the non-biological family. Again, like I don't think any of this was like intentional when they created the story, but just like right. the way that uh, Beth Harvis has taken these pieces and kind of put together, like Luke is just like all about that biological fam. Uh, right. And Leia's from the get go has always had a chosen family as her most supportive. Loved yeah. Ones. And we're going really, to dive into that in a little bit. It's really, I speak from personal experience. It's really complicated when you lose a parent that was shitty. And sometimes your sibling or your family members will have different feelings about that situation than you do and i very much have been in a situation where i have been like nope fuck my biological mother i don't want to think about her at all you know and other members of my family and my sister have thought differently about that than i Mm -hmm. so i did it i felt very seen Mm -hmm. yeah um han was able to find chewy and deliver the good news and prevent them from being kidnapped and stranded on dathomir uh, which is fine because Canon Dathomir, not as good as EU Dathomir. But it's been over an hour and he can't find Lando until the rebel leaders end up calling a meeting. Neither of them know what this is about, but Han hints that he has something very important to tell Lando later, which is, I don't know, it's just written very sexily of him. Um, and Mon Mothra and Leia come out and talk about all the work that needs to be done. But before that, though, Han and Leia flirt with meaningful glances. And uh, Han thinks that he had a pretty good guess that the blush staining her cheeks had nothing to do for Adam- with Admiral Akbar. You don't know that, um, Han. Which yeah, he makes know, huh? me blush enough for all of us. And uh, <laughs> I just have to read this. Excerpt. My new favorite love triangle. We, we don't have winter yet, so we just have to assume that Akbar is uh, hitting on Leia instead. Everyone. Um, no. uh, so Admiral Akbar has a, finally an Admiral Akbarism where he says, the empire is a drangia. Um, you can cut off its head, but it will still live long as it can feed. And we find out about the Drangia, which um, Han had never seen a Drangia in person, but the legend was common enough. If you could kill one of the massive squid-like creatures, you could sell its row as a delicacy among people with credits to burn and make enough to fly easy for a year. But killing one was the problem. It had two brains, one in its crest and one that floated freely around its body. And then cutting off the head was difficult enough as the creature lurked in the deepest, coldest waters of Moncala. But even if a hunter was skilled enough to do that, the Drangia's long, venomous tentacles could still easily continue the attack while the hunter stabbed it in sheer blind hope of hitting something that would incapacitate the monster. There were a lot of dead hunters at the bottom of Moncala's oceans and a lot of headless Drangias that fed on the corpses. And then Mon Mothma just goes, exactly. And I feel like she doesn't know what a Drangia is at all. But wants Akbar uh, to stop talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're that, so right. 
<laughs> the thing that killed me about Dranger is I saw it and I was like, oh, Hydrangea, like Hydra. Yeah. And then Dranger. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a Hydra. Yeah. No, Hydra. But a squid. Someone paid this person to write a book that hits every single one of your interests specifically, Meg. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel really blessed. <laughs> Like, I feel like these six chapters alone is just like all of the Meg things that you could me. ever want are all, all here. for me. I'm just, I'm slurping it up. It's the best. Also, can we talk about how terrifying it is to have a creature that's brain is just randomly lurking or you don't know where it is. It's just somewhere in its, it's body. It's around. It's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's, it's just there. somewhere. It's around. That sounds like some D&D monster I came up with when I was high. <laughs> it sounds great. It sounds like something I would put in for the blood tree. Um, I just, I just, the name is something that I would do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So the rebellion needs to solidify their alliances with the worlds who want to support them or are like kind of thinking about it. And these worlds are mostly in the core or the mid rim and Han and Lando know that the danger and the fighting and Han will be out in the outer rim where the empire will be making a lot of their moves. And they talk about the Anoat system, which Bespin is a part of, and Lando is getting very annoyed, uh, but he is a good man because, like, he cares about the people that he left on Bespin, but also cares about profits, but also cares about the people. And if the rebels don't have access to fuel, then they have nothing. They have to make sure that their fuel and supply lines stay open. And the Rebellion has someone deep undercover at the Chinook station. And I'm like, is this Washington State? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is there salmon there uh and the meeting ends and han leaves the tent and lando fully dip before hearing the good news but that's okay because it's kes fucking dameron <laughs> who is one of han's pathfinders and kes commiserates the fact that they're going to be shipped out to the outer rim and han's like yeah it'll suck so bad but for now go be with your goddess of a wife shara bay and maybe facetime your baby boy future hero of the galaxy poe dameron <laughs> and han thinks about how unlike kes he didn't join the rebellion for some noble cause he was fighting it for his friends and for leia but what if this but what was the point of like fighting this war if it drove them apart yikes <laughs> I mean, the point of fighting the war, if it even if it drives you apart, is the fact that it's the right thing to they're, do. They're alive, right? Even if you're not together, you're yeah. alive. But also, I see where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah, oh, I see where sure. he's coming from. Love seeing Castamaron, Charbet. Oh. Love that. Like again, the comic kind of showed that they, you know, worked in the same circles, mm-hmm. but showing that no, they're like actually friends, and and they were very much connected to sort of establish that uh mentorship relationship with uh poe dameron who is an orphan by the time of the sequel trilogy but at least leia's there yeah until she's not yeah oh yeah um inside the war tent mon mothra introduces leia to major neoma who also apparently knew draven i guess um did draven die in rogue one no but i think he died at some point after that I'm gonna oh, look up when he died in the background. I was, here. I was very confused. It's been a while. I think he was at uh he was like at the Death Star in the Evan Four, I think. Uh, Don't worry, I'll look it up. I'll find out for okay. us. Okay. Anyway, Neoma's there to go over with Leia all of the threats to her life. So fun. Uh <laughs> I lo- I really love that Mon Moth was just like, hey Leia, we need to have a quick meeting to talk about all the reasons why you should probably be paranoid. Yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> Mon wants Leia to take this a little bit more seriously than she is. <laughs> but Leia has had a lifetime of death threats and bounties on her head. So she mostly is like shruggy emoji about it. She is concerned, however, with the fact that people she loves are going to be targets because of her. My mother's just like, hey, Leia, here are a whole bunch of people that want to kill you. Also, I noticed you've been working really hard and it seems like you're having a hard time relaxing. Why are you having such a hard time relaxing? Why are you so stressed out? Oh, also, here are three more people that want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Draven died in the Star Wars comics. Oh, okay. Oh, after Yevon, after the Battle of Yevon. Okay, yeah. Uh, before Neoma departs, Leia asks her to keep Lando in the loop about any additional intel about the Anoat system in Bespin. She also asks for a bunch of Tabana related intel, blah, 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 plot stuff. I don't give a shit. Uh, General Crick's What, more fucking fuel (laughs) discourse and stuff? Yeah, I'm done with the fuel discourse. (laughs) I mean, but the thing is, you can tell that this is being written by someone who's here for the fanfic and not for the fuel discourse because it's like, two sentences right. and then we're, yeah. we're done we're on yeah i'm not gonna lie my eyes glazed over those parts of the <laughs> general crix nadine comes over and asks if it's okay to talk about the outer rim he thinks that sturdick four is an obvious choice for imperial forces mm-hmm. but there are others on the short list as well and the plan is to do some aerial strikes on their capital city which is a solid plan but leia also knows that means han is going to get sent out there uh leia likes and trusts Maydeen, who first led a command unit in the empire before defecting and it was because of him that the Endor ground assault plan worked as well as it did uh, and he says he needs to talk to han but it'll probably only take a week or two to like be ready to ship out uh once Maydeen leaves leia asks mon mothra where she'll be sent and mon says that the diplomats can take a little break which fucked up uh <laughs> and leia remarks that well at least killing the emperor means that she has a couple weeks for a wedding. And uh, Mon is surprised and asks if she's marrying that rogue. Uh, but Canon Mon Mothra is very happy for Leia. And she knows that her only reg- and her only regret is that Bale and Breha can't be there with her. Vindication of that. my 10-year-old self hating the fuck out of Mon Mothma. <laughs> Fully representing my my becoming full, full circle around on that character. Yeah. yeah. I love that Han world. is like giddy with excitement, like cannot wait to tell his best friends Chewie and Lando, like he's just spilling out. And Leia's like, okay, I have to tell Mon Mothma eventually. Okay, I'm just going to casually drop it in combo. Hopefully she doesn't acknowledge it. We can just move on. <laughs> right? <laughs> we got a plan. Um... Which, uh, please read Claudia Gray's Leia, Princess of Alderaan book to learn more about Leia's day of demand and becoming the heir apparent to Alderaan. Uh, But there's a little flashback um, that I think is very good. And we touched upon it earlier where um, it's Leia, little Leia, well, like 16 year old Leia and Breha. And Breha says, the sword is a symbol of the monarchy and a reminder that it is not blood that chooses the ruler of Alderaan. It is choice. Your father and I, we chose you to be our daughter and our future queen. And I want you to know, my love, that even though you are part of a family that has many obligations and duties that come with our privileges, you always have the right to a choice. Whoever you marry, it is your choice. And when you marry, I will strap this sword around your waist before you go meet your husband or wife or different, your spouse. Um, And that is what the Rindon sword represents to all of Alderaan, but to the rulers especially, that we have the freedom to choose our own fate 
and we have the skill and the weapons needed to defend it. Um, That's so great. It's so good. And then BRB crying forever as Leia thinks about Lola and her nanny droid. And the, the Lola chips. thing, I was like, oh no, is this confirmation that Lola died on Alderaan? No, <laughs> the chipstone on her balcony from aggressive sparring and the sweet mallow cakes. And it's not the great big things, it's the little details and the memories that like hurt so much. Uh, Mon tells Leia that they would have been proud of her, that Bale worried- Shoot, I was muted. I was trying to oh. say a thing. <laughs> Um, this uh, doesn't confirm anything about Lola, and in 2027 we'll have our Disney Plus limited series called Homeward Bound. The Incredible Journey! Lola <laughs> traveling across the galaxy from the remnants of Alderaan trying to find her way back to Leia. Okay, I'm here for that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I can't watch Homeward Bound without crying. Yeah. And now I'm just imagining a droid version of just it where wait. it's like Lord yeah. Lola and a couple other droids going, oh my god yeah oh God. anyway move on yeah i'm already crying uh, bail worried about her sacrificing so much of herself and he would be so happy that leia is choosing herself and her joy in this moment and leia's like well at least han and i can camp out for a little bit on endor before he ships out and mon will not have it <laughs> Craigs can run his own goddamn mission for a hot second and that han and leia deserve a honeymoon and she's gonna make it happen and Leia thinks that it's fine. There's too much to do, but the thought is very nice. God bless Mon Mothma being you know, like, no. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting. We just found out that Mon Mothma was like a child bride. Yeah. And uh, Mon Mothma's not going to let this shit happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing that knowledge and adds a little bit of context. You're going to get like, married you're gonna have you love. You're going to have you're, a You're choosing husband and it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to make it good. And you're going to get a goddamn honeymoon if it's the last thing I do, goddammit. Right. You're going to be happy, Leia. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, finally, Lando gets, oh, chapter five. This chapter gave me, like, watered my crops, cleared my skin. <laughs> this chapter was incredible. <laughs> this chapter was amazing. Everything I've ever wanted from Star Wars in a single chapter. <laughs> Finally, Lando gets the news about the wedding and he insists on a party, even if Han isn't going to ever be respectable. Lando tries to keep the party a small affair, but as word of the engagement spreads, more people start to show up to either get into Han's hut or just like party adjacently. And Lando's- Yeah, playing- having the party be a small thing was really- that was a task doomed to fail from the start. Yeah. Right. Is, like, isn't it just like a bunch of rebels and Ewoks hanging out in Endor right now anyway? Yeah. It's just kind of like the yeah. aftermath of the Battle of Endor. Like, if one person is having a party, everyone is going to know about Everyone's it. Everyone's having a party. Also, I was like, is Will there? Is Will there? Will's there. Will's there. Um, Lando's playing host and bouncer, but it's getting out of hand. Lando somehow has a crystal goblet and also made a charcuterie board. <laughs> well, everyone was like, else... where did you get all this stuff? Do you just carry that with you? <laughs> yeah, everyone else is drinking out of like paw carved wooden cups. And Han makes fun of him for carrying around a full bar and a wardrobe wherever he goes. But Lando is correct. Han is smelly. Um, <laughs> Lando begs Han to let him lend him some clothes for the marriage ceremony. Lando, uh, Han refuses. But Lando says, at least a jacket. It was even made on Alderaan. And like, that's enough for Han to say maybe, which we all know is a yes. Such a fucking <laughs> stim for Leia. Absolutely. It's like, I hate this, but if it makes Leia 
if it, they, Leia if it might makes, like it. <laughs> if it makes Leia think of her home and bring up good memories, then yeah, I'll wear the fucking jacket. <laughs> uh, Han finally learns the most important lesson about gambling with the things most important to him, which is don't. And that is a lesson that EU Han never, never, ever learned. And that's yeah, thinking about fucking Han beating the Falcon again, God. like Jesus. I'm glad he's finally learned from that. He's, he had to go so through proud. a whole alternate timeline to have that growth. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. Um, was, to be fair, Lando never learned that lesson, so Lando may still down the road gamble off his hotel and casino to Zorba the Hut. Yeah, but Lando, Lando, I was really proud of him for saying, "I have everything I want. I don't." I'm not gonna gamble. I don't need to I don't need to gamble for again a with again with Han being the most emotionally mature character in this book. We I have everything it. we need. I love it. Oh Danny. No. Danny, <laughs> Danny heartbreak, heartbreak. <laughs> okay. Aww. Uh most importantly though, half a dozen Ewoks then run into the hut, <laughs> shouting and flailing in urgency with Wicked at the lead. There's a gong outside, and Han asks Lando to find 3PO, but then 3PO is spotted outside. Han holds Wicket's paw so he can keep up while they walk over to 3PO. <laughs> I'm just letting yep. that sink in. That sure did happen. He holds his I love paw. Han so much. <laughs> He's their baby. <laughs> He's the original heir to this to the Solo <laughs> Organa family. <laughs> uh, 3PO explains that the Ewoks have spotted a condor dragon in the distance. Han tries to figure out what they need to do, but then there's no more gongs and there's new sounds. And all of the Ewoks seem chill and like now only here for the food, including Wicket who dips completely <laughs> um, back into the hut. Uh, Chief Chirpa is very mad at Han. 3PO explains that the condor dragon went in a different direction, which I'm not sure the condor dragon ever existed. I think this was all a ruse. <laughs> yeah, at this point, the Ewoks have figured out we could tell them anything about our culture and they're just going to believe it because they're a bunch of idiots. Right. And like, right. They, they, I feel like the Ewoks do not care about lying to 3PO to get their way. Yeah, like, yeah at this point, it's fine. they're like, oh, yeah, this guy who thinks he's our deity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the truth of it is that the Ewoks are highly offended that they were having a celebration without them. In the hut, the Ewoks are going wild. <laughs> half of the party goers are really into it, including Chewbacca, and the other half sneak away for less ca- chaos, but those people are cowards. <laughs> um, Han tells 3PO to ask them to leave, but 3PO says, well, it's a hut in their village, so that'd be rude. And the Condor Dragon Watch group is made up of unmarried male Ewoks who have informed 3PO that they have a similar celebratory tradition prior to marriage. And Chief Chirpa says that he will be personally insulted if he is not included in every and any celebration. And I'm officially naming whatever pre-wedding party I have the Condor Dragon Watch group. Hell yeah. So a table for 12 for the for the Condor Dragon Watch Group. <laughs> like, it's perfect. I can't believe I was given this gift. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this entire chapter and I was being like, Meg is so well fed. <laughs> I'm so well fed. I'm 
satiated. Yeah. <laughs> that this is coming at a time when you're planning a wedding is also so perfectly timed. Like how, how much of this is just like now serving to you on a platter exactly what you're going to do. It's, it's a charcuterie board for, for me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 3PO is hurt, rather hurt that he had to hear about this marriage secondhand and wasn't even invited to the party. He was integral to their love story. I legitimately felt bad for C-3PO here. Me too. Yeah. He's, been, he's been there he this whole time. He has a point. He, has a, he should not have heard about this from somebody no. else. No, no, not at all. No. Mm-mm. No. No. This is the and most especially- like Han fails is how shitty he is to 3PO. And especially like a few episodes ago, we talked about how 3PO is the only family that like stays by Leia's side. And like, I was like, I was hurt. (laughs) The thing is, it's not just Han. Leia could have told 3PO at any time. Like neither of them thought to tell. I feel very sad for 3PO. He deserves better. Yeah. Maybe they'll make make up for it by inviting 3PO to officiate the ceremony. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know it's not in these chapters how many chapters so. of this book have you read danny <laughs> more, uh, more than what we're talking about tonight okay. <laughs> r2 and luke show up and the droids go into party luke simply says this is going really well <laughs> which is probably the funniest thing luke skywalker has ever yeah. said <laughs> um and there's a yub nub conga line and i quote R2-D2 beeped as he whirred behind C-3PO, spinning in the center of the hut to the wild amusement of the more than a dozen Ewoks pounding their feet on the floor around him. As R2-D2 stopped twirling, the Ewoks turned to C-3PO, cheering his arrival and raising their staffs in the air, chanting, Yub! Nub! Yub! Nub! One of them, wearing an orange-red hood and brandishing a staff adorned with a vine made of delicate green ivy with white berries, seemed to be at the head of the line, leading the others. We've got to get the yub-nub commander out of there. Han grumbled. <laughs> that was cute. That was it. They cute. said the thing. They said yub-nub commander. <laughs> I, was, I was very happy. They did it. Beth, Beth thank you. It's like so... Con- so um constructed but also like so beautifully done that i just Perfect. don't care <laughs> yeah like this is what this is what like um fan service like should be right like it's not in the exact same context but like it's done just enough that like you're supposed to get it um it's supposed to be a wink and a nod and it's so good I also like that you could view this as Han using Yevnub as a swear. Yeah. Like, like the equivalent of, we gotta get the fucking commander out yeah. of there. <laughs> you gotta get that Yevnub commander out of there. Um, Luke loves the Ewoks. He thinks they're so cute, even though they are very brutal. Han says, Chewie could rip your arms off and beat you with them, but he won't, probably. Ewoks would, but they can't, and that's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> It is cute. Luke's like, but that's fair. How you feel. Luke was not there when all of the Ewoks. He wasn't. He didn't see. He only saw the party parts. He didn't see the actual battle. <laughs> he only saw the part where they were happily banging on the helmets of the fallen stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, and they just decide if you can't beat them, join them and get in the party. 
And Luke asks Han what his plan is about marriage. And Han just stares at him, determined to give him a good answer because this is Luke. This is his brother-in-law. As he thinks, he tries to see the similarities between him and Leia and realizes, realizes that it's in their eyes. They have the same depth, calm, and assuredness. Luke knew his purpose now, like Leia always had. Whatever Luke sees as he watches Han is enough to satisfy his question. And then they head inside. Han is still thinking about their past and Luke notices when he makes a face. Han says <laughs> that he was like thinking about that one time on Hoth and then they agreed to never speak of it again. <laughs> Bro code. I am I like so glad that, that she face. acknowledged it instead of just like pretending it never happened. So I feel like most authors just like pretend it never happened. Right. That's how but I, I appreciate thought... that she's just like it happened. That's how I always thought any conversation between them would go, would just be an <laughs> acknowledgement and then a let's never talk about this. And like not a full acknowledgement, right? It was like, I was thinking about on Hoth. Like, remember that? Nope. After the nope. Wampa? Nope. No. <laughs> remember that? Nope. Remember. No, no. I don't, I don't remember a thing. It never happened. I, I think don't if, remember. I think if Luke and Leia ever have this conversation, it'll be, I know you were trying to make Han jealous. Let's never talk about this ever again. <laughs> right. Like, you didn't know, we didn't know, it's fine. Um, I do like that, like, Han made such a face that Luke's like, hey, okay, what's going on there? <laughs> right. Oh, boy. So, so bad. So bad. Um, R2 zips by them out of the hut, and 3PO says, hmm, maybe it was a mistake to invite so many Ewoks. <laughs> because there's a lot of fire <laughs> and a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and Han stops an Ewok from drinking too much Soraki that would like they would probably die because that would knock out a, a full grown like Wookiee or person um, Han asks Luke if he could use the force to break the party and Luke says like oh probably but he won't even try <laughs> and Han get, then gets the idea to kick 3PO out because if the Ewoks will follow their golden god but then Luke warns him that maybe the Ewoks would try to avenge Lepio instead of leaving. Uh, but before any decisions could be made, an Ewok accidentally lights a punch bowl of hooch on fire and it's chaos. <laughs> Can I just say, I, I love that moment where Luke was like, I probably could. Yeah. Like, I imagined this like montage, like if this was a film thing where like we would then see like him trying to do it mm -hmm. and it's failing spectacularly it was just very funny <laughs> just, uh, i think i could but yeah i'm not going probably to. better not try <laughs> yeah <laughs> um han just orders 3po out and half the ewoks leave with him and there's water and ash and alcohol everywhere <laughs> and lando suddenly there immaculate with a refilled wine goblet <laughs> And Han bemoans that now that he needs a drink, there isn't any left. And Lando's like, that's life, baby. And yeah. sips his wine. <laughs> I love the image of just like the, the party like progressively becoming more and more cattle. Like things are on fire. Everything is like ash. Like it slowly the ash settles and you see just like a pile of Ewoks like with frumpled hair and fur. And Han is like totally disheveled and his shirt is like torn. And then there's Lando just like exactly as he was before, like sipping on his drink, like Good party, Han. <laughs> Doesn't offer Han any of his secret stash yeah. of wine. Like, <laughs> amazing. He knows Han would appreciate that wine. He wouldn't. He'd just gulp it down like a savage. Um, all right. I got to bounce. Enjoy the rest of the book. Oh, the okay. Chapter. Yeah. Thanks. Catch you all next time. Bye. Bye, Danny.
Love you. Uh, hours later, <laughs> Mon Mothra finds Leia still in the war tent. This is not what she meant when she told Leia that she would be happy to arrange the wedding details with the Ewok council herself. But as soon as Mon had left, Leia was bombarded with requests for her time. And after that, she worked on sending messages to potential allies in the Anawet sector. And that most of them were very personal holocalls. But she also crafted one letter to the Prime Minister of Madurs, uh, Dread Yens. What a name. <laughs> I don't know. Madurs had resisted the exploitation of the Empire. And Leia wasn't sure that they would be welcome either. But she's going to try. Mon tells her to stop working. Maybe go crash Han's swingers swing in party. <laughs> not a swinger party. Not party, not party, a party. Swinging party. <laughs> Oops. Uh, she doesn't want to do that, but she does go for a walk, blending in with the crowds until she reaches the outskirts of Bright Tree. She keeps walking past where she was warned to stop. The Elder Kraken's PR team had earlier wanted Leia to record a message for the whole galaxy about her marriage to Han, but Leia swiftly declined and told them to ask her again later. But honestly, she wants to keep that part of her a secret as long as possible. Suddenly, she stops, realizing that she went way farther than intended and that she had no difficulty getting there. The Force. Um, and she thinks she feels Luke through the Force and rushes forward to help him, but it's not Luke. She ends up at Vader's funeral pyre. Leia refuses to cry for him, feels glad that while Vader was ash and mud, Bale, her real father, became stardust. Uh, that was, I liked that. Yeah, and I was also in pain. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we talk about pride, the cardinal sin. <laughs> Leia let out a huff of breath, oddly disappointed by the hollowness of the helmet. She wondered what Luke had seen. If he told, he told her that first night that Vader had taken off his faceplate and helmet, wanting to die with his real eyes on his son. Luke kept calling him Anakin, not Vader. He had said that Vader died with hope, with pride for his son. Leia hadn't seen that. Pride, she spat the word bitterly, looking at the empty, melted eye on the helmet front. Pride. When Darth Vader had been assigned to find the location of the rebel base, he had enlisted the aid of a mind probe. Despite that torture, Leia had not crept. The ITO interrogation droid had injected Leia forcibly with a truth serum worse than any physical torture. It had made her body feel disconnected, but had also brought forth hallucinations. Friends begged her to reveal the location of the base. Her emotions were manipulated. People she loved died in front of her when she refused to talk. Her worst nightmares came alive. And when it was over, her heart exhausted from racing, her eyes red and dry, her lungs ravaged from screaming. Both her mind and her body were broken, but her secrets were still kept. Darth Vader had walked out of her detention cell, and he spoke of the way she resisted the probe with pride. He had been impressed that she had survived the torture he had given her. That was what Vader's pride meant to her. That was what Luke did not understand. Damn, girl. <laughs> I know that they're just oh. ITO droids, but I saw that and I was like, Ito! No, not Ito. <laughs> not Ito. No. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was... Um... Yeah. And, like, we don't... Right? Like, if you just watch the movies, like, you don't know... Like, you know that that's, like, a torture droid or whatever, but, like, you don't know what it actually does. Mm -hmm. um, and especially after watching Obi-Wan and 
having her having little leia be threatened with one of those droids oh my god oh god um which like who knows how much training to resist that incident spurred on so that as an adult right eight years later she was able to resist it um anyway it's fucked up and i don't blame Leia at all for being really pissed off um leia feels anger rise up in her and she yells that she hates vader that vader is not her father her mind clears thanks to the truth a family was chosen not born bail and brea chosen her she chose mon and luke and chewie and all of her friends and she chose han Aww. yeah that's i can't the, blame her that's the uh, good shit yeah so anyway this is actually a good book uh it's a good yeah. book yeah <laughs> wild um after after dark apprentice like, and then zero zorba the hut's revenge mm. listen like when, when i like... heard han and leia book but it's also going to be a tie into the stupid fucking disney hotel experience right. thing i was like this could go a couple different ways yeah and like i i was like hopeful because i really liked um rebel rising which is the other star wars book that uh beth Reeves has written uh but like the uh the galaxy edge tie-in book was so bad um and like but like so i'm very hopeful because these first six chapters have been really good uh but also we're still on endor um so <laughs> but mm. I've only heard like people say good things about it. So... I've read the rest of it. It's good. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> so was, like, I'm it was good enough that I I'm actually reading you it. Read the, you read the chapters, <laughs> Eve. That is like the highest praise a book that it's we read really get. I'm reading the book. We're all <laughs> reading it, chapters. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> uh, speaking of reading the book, should we do some listener responses? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last week, question. which was several weeks ago at this point we asked you what is a revenge you want to do (laughs) tell us the revenge and then we will tell you if it is a good revenge or if you need to do spend more time reviewing it with a therapist when i was gone (laughs) we did most some of us answered this question i didn't answer it did i answer Um, this question i don't think you did i know Mm. because danny brought up my divorce (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we start I'm talking about funerals and yeah. I leave for one week yeah this is what happens <laughs> I, I feel like and this you're is talking about we... your funerals and yeah. yeah we were unsupervised I think this is the exact moment when we veered into funeral territory yeah. last time I uh <laughs> I want revenge on the little mealy bugs that have decided to infest my plants Ooh, and drown those one. bastards yeah, that's. I don't think you need to talk to a therapist about that. I think that's fair. I have other things I need to talk to my therapist about yeah. that are more important. I think this revenge is fine. I approve of this revenge. Rogue certified. I would like revenge on the raccoon that came in through the dog door into my house. <gasps> that's not. Oh for my them. god, little bastard! <laughs> Can you, can't you read the sign? It says "dog door." Yeah. And you're not a dog. What did <laughs> that it do? Like, what did it do in your house? It sat there while I stared at it because I watched it walk into the house <laughs> and we just had a little staring contest because it was two o'clock in the morning and I was on a sleeping pill uh, just trying to get water and was just like, you're not Tifa. <laughs> and then the raccoon like froze and freaked out and ran back outside and i and was, I was like i am not supposed to be here and then I <laughs> shut the dog door 
Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. I think that's a fair revenge. You don't need to go to a therapist about that one. <laughs> Last weekend. Wow. And I thought I hallucinated it because I was on ambient. On sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That does seem like an ambient thing. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I did not because my grandpa was like, what are these paw prints on the floor? What if it's your fucking dog? <laughs> the raccoon was real. I can just, I can see your grandma asking that. You just being like, the raccoon. And just like, you know what? what if it was an ambient raccoon, it probably would have fucking said something to you or something. Yeah, for sure. No, it literally was like, it's on the floor ash i'm like the raccoon was real <laughs> well, i would like to get revenge on that raccoon for causing me a little bit of emotional distress last yeah week. no i think that's fair i think that's fair like a minor revenge on the raccoon seems fair <laughs> yeah yeah don't need a therapist for that one wild uh, that is work budget certified revenge <laughs> I have too many grudges to pick just one, which I think means I do need to talk to a Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah, therapist that's, a, that's a sign. Right, Therapists cool. can also help you narrow down the right. revenge. Yeah. Glad yeah. We, sorted we, can that weed, out. we can weed that out. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. how, many, how much time do you have here to go through all of my grudges? Um, Not enough. Yeah. Uh, Dylan said... I want revenge on evolution for so many bad decisions about the human body. <laughs> that one's fair. That one's it's fair. It's true. I'll give them that. Yeah. Why are your ankle bones so weak when they support so much? <laughs> the whole body. So <laughs> Why Literally. Your, like your ankles body. and your knees are so like easily Why fucked up. Why are the knees so easy to fucking dislocate so when they're easy. so violent. They're so why why have we not evolved to the point where I could jump from a 10-story building and just like land and I mean like, you know, yeah, why like trip and be okay. can, that's how this body works. Why have we not evolved to a point where I can just stand up and not right. break my knee? Yeah, like <laughs> bodies are shit. Bodies are bad. Uh Dylan, that revenge is absolutely rogue podrin certified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no therapist for that. No one. therapist needed. No. Get that revenge. Yeah. Raising Frame Girl said, if I needed to get revenge, I would write a New York Times bestselling novel. And the plot twist at the end is that Corn Horn was the main character the entire time. You can revenge on her. Definitely revenge therapy. on her. Definitely on us. What did you... we do to you? <laughs> I think you misunderstood the question. <laughs> Are you trying to get revenge on us? I think so, and in which case, therapy for sure. Therapy, therapy for yeah, sure, because we're therapy. perfect. Um, we're macking. We've never done a single. <laughs> we have never done a single. And you can make me do that whole fucking sentence. <laughs> yeah. Go, go ahead, Ash. Try to say that without laughing. <laughs> I've never, never done, done anything wrong. Yeah. Try again. Maybe I've never time. done anything wrong in my entire Meg's life. Meg's never done anything wrong in her entire life. That yeah, one we can I can all get that, it's just sure. us as a it's just us as a unit. <laughs> Rogue <laughs> Podrin has done has committed a lot of sins against a lot like, of crimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've committed some podcast <laughs> crimes for sure. Danny, not co-host Danny, another Danny said, I would like to do revenge on the people who dressed up like clowns and stalked across America in yeah. 2016. I'd get a normally dressed person to stand outside their clown house and menace them. Admittedly, I don't know much about clowns, so I assume that would be equally scary. For them. <laughs> I don't you know the know worst thing about that. Works. 
You know, the worst thing about that is it wasn't just America. This was a worldwide yeah. phenomenon. Yeah, why, also- were there, why were there so many, why were there clowns suddenly? And, and everything has gone downhill since then. Yeah, everything. Yeah, they kind of came and then they disappeared into the darkness. Like The clowns, clowns showed up really- and then cut, like cast a curse on the world. <laughs> oh my God, that's why we fucking ended up like this. It was the clowns. Uh, it was the clowns was the all clowns. along. Fuck, you know fuck, fuck your other unhinged conspiracy theories. This is the true unhinged yeah. conspiracy. It was it's the clowns true. all along. I, I don't know if that revenge would work, but I'm going to certify it anyway. Yeah, like I absolutely agree that you that like we need revenge on the clowns, but I don't know if just being menaced by a normally dressed person is going to work. I don't think that's going to affect the clowns, no. <laughs> I don't just know me standing in front of your door. <laughs> yeah. I like take off my glasses to clean them. <laughs> so and the nice. clown is like, oh, look, another clown. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Get fucked. God damn. <laughs> oh, I was saying that. No, I was saying that about me. I was saying oh. that about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that about me being outside of the clown's house. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sad dad doing outside? <laughs> what a clown. Why do I hear it's a Come on national? In. Come on in. Yabzi <laughs> uh, said the revenge I want to do is requiring CEOs to work the main customer facing role the day a large price hike goes into effect for their product or service. Oh, that is oh. certified. That no, is, that's ther- this, that no, this is, is therapy. Oh. Because this is, this is clearly something Yabzi has experienced personally. <laughs> And is, yeah. I hope you can talk to your therapist through the trauma and begin to heal. Yeah, talk to your therapist about. No, yeah, I'm yeah, just thinking about. I want blood. <laughs> this is a both. This is yeah. a both situation. <laughs> this is. I want you to heal, but I also think yeah. that this needs to happen. Get your oh God, I'm get your revenge, the and then talk to your therapist right, about right. why you needed revenge. Yeah, right. I'm thinking yeah. about just the catharsis of that having happened at Starbucks, and that would have been amazing. Right, would have been amazing. They have no idea. Oh man. Uh this week we are asking if Han had had actual time to plan a proposal, how would he have done it? I gotta write a fanfic. So yeah. please excuse Fanfics me. encouraged <laughs> for this one. I gotta write a I gotta write a thing. I'm really I'm feeling inspired. <laughs> Ooh, we also inspiration. Maybe, maybe it's because I've been watching Bachelorettes. Uh but like, oh, <laughs> I can do should, it, yeah. Oh, wait a second. Should I do a dramatic reading of the fanfic I wrote when I was 12. Oh my god, yes, 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 yes. I yes, think yes. you should write a song yes. set to the dramatic reading yes. that you wrote. That's so much work. <laughs> <laughs> I recently found uh, a hard drive full of a bunch of well, it's actually a lot of Transformers fanfiction that I want to talk about. <laughs> One of the no, we're gonna talk it, about it right now. One of the items on it was a Han Leia marriage fic. Don't raise your hand. I will not elaborate <laughs> on the Transformers fan. Uh, uh, I have. I have. I no had a Transformers OC. Okay. What was it? <laughs> what did it turn into? What was the like the rope? What was like the the truck? <laughs> A what? Yeah, you're gonna have to not a pickup truck. truck? Yeah, Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Just just any old pickup truck. Literally anything in a fucking pickup truck. 
And what did the pickup truck turn into? It was blue. It turned into a trans. What was the transformer's name? Booster. Booster. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Because all of you bullied me before. <laughs> this is why I not only purged all my own fanfic, I purged my memory the, of it. Here's the thing. It was a Transformer whose weapon was like a sound blasting guitar. Oh my god. <laughs> Named this Booster. Is so and it turned <laughs> so into weird. a pickup truck. <laughs> I love so I love when people in situations like this say, Here's the thing. As if, like, that's going to be like, oh, it's not going to fix it. I'm just giving you more context. (laughs) I also had Sonic the Hedgehog OCs, and I will not talk about those. Oh, every every child. (laughs) Every child. (laughs) (laughs) Was a child. Did not have. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm with Heath on this one. Most of the people I knew absolutely had Sonic the Hedgehog OCs. Get out of here with this every child nonsense. Saf, take us home. <laughs> uh, you can answer our ghost question on Twitter at RoguePodron. Our email is RoguePodron at gmail.com. Our website is RoguePodron.com. If you want to make me watch Empire Strikes Back so I actually have context on shit, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash RoguePodron. <laughs> and listen to us on your favorite podcast or leave us a nice review on iTunes or Spotify. Spotify is also an option. Um, if anyone fucking listens to us on that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. we like we like nice reviews they remind us that we are loved yeah and remember Seth will read it in horse voice if you want if you ask me to or I'll just read it in my normal voice I'll read it whatever fucking voice you want yeah so leave a review yeah. leave a review <laughs> so next time it's the wedding episode with the princess and the scoundrel mm-hmm. chapters 7 through 12 mm-hmm. and with that this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew 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 pew. Yep nub. Yep nub. Yep nub. Yep nub. Yep yep nub. Yep nub. Nub. Yep Oh, we did it. I'll lower my hand now. <laughs> I didn't notice that your hand was right for a while there. <laughs> it's because Ash said, put your hand down. And I was like, I'm going to put it up. I'm going to keep it so up. Now I'm going <laughs> to yeah. put it up and I'm going to keep, gonna it, keep up. it up. <laughs> <laughs> no one tells me what to do. <laughs> Make that kid in class. He's like, and the actually, teacher's like, hands down. Mm. I don't know. I still have something to say, actually. (laughs) I have opinions and you're going to fucking hear them. You're going to hear them. Meg's the one who's like, both, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have done that. (laughs) Absolutely. Hands down. (laughs) That's a little shit. I had important things to say. (laughs) <laughs> oh so funny oh great. yeah my old fanfic is dead in many ways yeah it's never coming back wow i'm so excited they say nothing on the internet is truly gone i i think that shit is truly gone i think the the funny thing is the transformer stuff wasn't even the worst of it. <laughs> 
What was the oh worst God. of it? We can stop recording and you can tell us the worst of it. If we stop recording, I'll tell you what the worst of it was. Okay, I, okay. I want to know. Hold on. <laughs> 